Hi, this is Royce Gracie, UFC Hall of Famer and Bellator representative, and you're listening to Mike Seffo. What's going on, champ? You there? I'm here. How you doing, sir? Hoist, what an honor. I have to say something. There are a few names that are synonymous with sports and with greatness. Baseball is Babe Ruth. Basketball, Jordan. Boxing is Ali. Mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu is Gracie. So to say this is an honor would be an understatement. So thank you so much for calling in, my man. It's my pleasure. <laughs> it's all because of my father. <laughs> of course. My father and my uncle. Can you believe, because I was thinking how I should start this conversation we're going to have. Can you believe it's almost 26 years since UFC won in Denver? Does it feel that long ago? Yes. <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> I'm aging, man. Ah. Hey, Actually, I was just, I was just, uh, I was just talking to Lyoto Machida. He's getting ready for his next fight over in New York. And, um, and he was asking me, how's your body feel? I was like, the body feels good. It's just with time, with age now, I feel a little slower than before. And I feel the, the, the injuries don't recover as fast. But besides that, body feels good. Get up every morning, go for my run, four to six miles, my weights. Every train, day? Do every... my jiu-jitsu every, every day. Oof. And you know, they say the one thing, the only fight man can't win is against uh, Father Time. You agree with that? Yes, <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's like the body feels good. I mean, I eat healthy. I never drink, never smoke, never did any drugs. So it's like a, it's like a, it's the 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 recovery is what gets me. It's not as fast. The my time is a little slower. But you know, you know what else it is? I went on your website. You don't stop traveling. You don't stop training. You don't stop teaching. Do you ever take a break? <laughs> When I go on vacation, I come home. No, no. <laughs> That's my vacation spot. Look. I go home for vacation. <laughs> you know, I, I go on your Instagram, and like you're in Israel a lot. What is it out there? Is that, uh, is that for vacation or is that for fighting, training? What's, what's, what's out in Israel that you go out there a lot? I go twice a year. I go to Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, in middle of the year, like right now, June, July, I'll go for, to teach. I have black belts over there, so I teach at their schools. And then by November, they have a, a Bellator show. So I go back sometime between October and November. I go back over there for the Bellator fight. Well, let's talk about Bellator because obviously you're involved in it. What exactly are you doing for them? Um, smiling and waving. <laughs> <laughs> no. hey, uh, Bellator how- takes care of their fighters. Yes. So um, if... Um, a fire decide to retire, or they still take care of them. They bring them in for appearances and to teach the new generation how to act and how to be behave. And you see, so to help them out with that. And now you said your son's fighting in Bellator. Yes, my son. I have a couple cousins. Yep. And, and your nephew. How many Gracies are there that are fighting? Do you guys all the Gracies do? That's all you guys do is fight, right? <laughs> Man, not exactly, but <laughs> yeah, looks like that. Like Hanzo said one time, Hanzo said that we are not a family, we're a factory of fighters. <laughs> so <laughs> we have a, my cousin Naaman, he's mm-hmm. fighting a New York card in a few weeks. Uh, Naaman and Hobson, 
Junior, the Robinson, they fighting on the, on the same card, and then hopefully my son will fight in September card. So, yep. How exciting is that, isn't it? Man, the sport is growing so hmm. much. Well, you know yeah, we are all over the world. We are all the way in Israel. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the growing, let's just say, what has changed the most in the last 25 to 26 years, just say, for the best and for the worst? So what's the best thing that's changed and the worst things that's changed in the last 25, 26 years? Well, the, the NMA started as a quest for my family. A long time ago, back in Brazil with my father, my uncles, my cousins, it was a quest to find out which star is the best. Mm-hmm. Then once that step got established, when my brother brought the concept to America, it was a whole new, okay, when Horton brought the concept to America, it was like, let's find out or let's show which star is the best. So that was the first concept, the first idea mm-hmm. to it's a proving ground to see which star is the best, which star martial arts is the best. Today, it's not a star against a star anymore. It's an athlete against an athlete. Mm, that's interesting. All the grapplers, all the jiu-jitsu guys uh, are learning how to do stand-up. All the stand-up guys are learning how to grapple. You see, so. So, so let, let me ask you. If I'm, so let, let me ask you if, if, if what you're saying is so the true purpose. That's why it became a mixed martial art. Okay, so the true purpose of UFC one was to see which discipline was the best in the world. Correct. Yes, and that was the because yes. we've done that in Brazil for many years. Mm-hmm. But what happened in Brazil? People didn't hear about it back then. <laughs> didn't know about it. Coming into America, once America found out, the whole world found out. Well, isn't it? It's always been huge in Brazil and Japan. But once America's like, okay, this is a new fighting, new sport, and then it started growing to England, to Sweden, all over. Is that it? so? America kind of helped the growth, the growth a lot of it. Well, like I said. What happens in Brazil, people don't hear about it. <laughs> but once it happens in America, <laughs> everybody wants to copy. Everybody wants to look at it. And it's like, the, yeah, it was the, to spread out to the world. There's no better place than in America. So if it happened yeah. in Japan, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't be the same. Mm. It would take much longer. If it happened in China, it would take much longer. But once it happens in America, once my brother brought to America, yeah. <laughs> That was it. There was people from all over the world who came to watch the first, the first fight, the first UFC. See, I see what you're saying because let's the first UFC. It was jujitsu versus boxing versus this. Now it seems that every fighter is a little bit of everything. Do you you prefer it the old way, right? To see which discipline is really the truest, best. You, that's what you prefer, right? Well, but we can't go back that way mm-hmm. because everybody acknowledge that. The, the karate guys acknowledge that, wow, if we don't know the grappling, we're in trouble. The boxers, the way I took down Art Jimison, mm-hmm. and he didn't know what to do. He was out of his environment. So they acknowledge that, hey, if we don't know the grappling part, the ground game, we don't, we can't. This whole one punch knockout, yeah, it works beautiful if you can land that punch. But if the person slip the punch and take you down, you got to know how to defend yourself on the ground. Wow, that's true. So besides that, what stands out the most to you when you think about that night in Denver? Besides fighting three fights in a couple of hours, which this now it seems absurd, but besides fighting three bad dudes in two or three hours, what else stands out most to you from UFC 1? Uh, fighting 
three fights in one night <laughs> with no time limit, no weight division, no gloves. Huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say what else stands out. <laughs> well, that's why your body's falling apart. You're fighting no gloves, no weight class. That's why your body's breaking down, champ. No, my body's not breaking down. I'm good, man. I get up every morning and go from my four to six miles run. I'm good to go. I'm just a little slower because of age. You can't fight that. You can't fight time, man. Hey, uh, you The know... recovery is not as fast. <laughs> you know what's fascinating about UFC 1? One last topic about it. There was no tapes or notes. Like, these fighters are coming in. You didn't have, oh, these are his last five fights. This is how he fights. Like, you had no prep work. So you were going in there pretty much blind, right? That was very raw. We have very limited access to to footage on the opponents. Like a, like a, a Gerard Gordeaux. Mm-hmm. Yes, he fought back in, in Europe. He was a K-1 fighter in Japan. and But very limited footage on him. See, and all of them, all the other fighters. That's the scary, though. Pat Smith and, yeah, I mean, but that's... That's a fight. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. You bring your game, and I'll bring my game. Let's see which star is the best and without you... knowing what the opponent can do. And you proved it all right, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won a 16-man tournament, four sh- fights in one night. You sure did. <laughs> hey, so, Hoy, so Bellator is getting bigger every day. Uh, you guys are coming to New York. UFC's in the 230s or whatever. In your wildest dreams, could you have ever imagined mixed martial arts getting to this level where it's mainstream, it's on ESPN, uh, these fighters are basically some of them are celebrities. Could you have ever imagined that? Coming from Brazil and seeing it happen in Brazil, yes. It was more like a surprise that how come Americans don't know about this? You see, mm-hmm. I grew up with my watching my father, former president, I think it was like three former presidents took class with my father back in Brazil. And you see, it, it, was, it was not something new for us back in Brazil. But coming to America when people like did not know, that was more like, wow, how can they not know who Elio Gracie was? For you, you're like, oh, he did it. Yeah, well, you just fascinated me that presidents and everyone down there, and then in America, no one knew who he was. It's, it's kind of like Baby Ruth going to Brazil, mm-hmm. and people, we don't have baseball in Brazil. Oh. And people are going to go like, Baby, who? <laughs> what does he do? Play baseball? What's baseball? Oh you see, people won't know. So it's like, it's comparing to that. It seems now, every person you meet does jujitsu. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is, is the discipline itself as a discipline, as a workout, is it getting watered down? I wouldn't say watered down. Um... There's good teachers and bad teachers. Mm-hmm. So some people can teach, some people can just do, but that goes in every sport. There's great players in basketball or in football, but they cannot coach. You see, so there's good teachers and bad teachers. I don't say water down. It's just some people can teach. And, and that's why you have to go to the Gracie Academy camps. Is that right? Um you can come to my seminars and you see how I teach. Yes. I just saw somebody send me a message. Um, somebody post a picture and somebody message on the picture saying something like, man, Hoyce makes it so simple the way he explains the move that he, can, that he barely needs to explain. 
the way he explains and the way he shows, it's so simple that you go, ah, I got it, <laughs> with no explanation needed. Very minimum explanation. Well, and that's how my father taught us how to teach. Mm -hmm. Can you explain going on your website? Because you do personal trainings. You come out and you'll do law enforcement seminars. Can you explain how everyone can go there, check it out, and exactly what you guys do? Um, I travel seven months of the year doing seminars all over the world. I do some for the law, enforce, law enforcement only, teaching arrest and control techniques. Um, but if you just go to my website, hoistgrace.com, we keep it updating the seminars every month because there's so many. So we just keep updating every month. Or you can go to the Instagram, at Real Hoist, and you'll see my, my schedule, how crazy it is. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> hey, uh, was the UFC upset or bothered that you left? Because you're a Hall of Famer there, a walking, living legend. Were they upset that you went to Bellator, which is, I guess, the competition? I wouldn't say upset. Mm -hmm. I'd say UFC is always going to be my house. Okay. I just built a new one, Bellator. <laughs> you have a second house now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, ha you have yeah. fought. But Bellator, but Bellator, Bellator is um, very good to the fighters, taking care of their fighters very well. Mm -hmm. And the matching, like my son is fighting for Bellator, so they're growing they, they grow not just my son but all the fighters they grow them together like if you have one fight don't match you up with somebody that have one fight oh really if you have five fights okay they match you up with somebody that about the same five fights so that's it's very fair the way they do it. it it's fair and it helps you grow it helps you grow as a fighter it helps your confidence that's probably the best way to do it i'm not saying that the other company doesn't care but what makes bellator um besides caring how'd that even come about like the is that who the president is the people running it they just care a lot for the fighters um scott scott coker is a martial artist mm -hmm. so it's so, uh, that helps a lot that helps a lot so unless if the fighter come up and say, hey, put me up, shoot me up, but I want to fight this other guy who is trying to move up the ladder faster, they'll go ahead and they'll match you up. But most likely, they try to match the opponents very even. Until, of course, until they get to the top. Once they get to the top, then they cannot choose of course who they not. fight. And then they cannot. It's just going to be the top guys against the top guys. You have fought sumo wrestlers. I read that you fought a fight for over 90 minutes. These legendary fights that live in lore and on YouTube. Which fight in your life stands out the most? For one reason or another. It doesn't mean it. What fight just stands out the most to you? Um, I would say the first, um, the first UFC fighting three fights in one night. With okay. No gloves, no time limit, no weight division. No, no, forget that. Catch that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, UFC two, four fights in one night, not three fights, but four fights in one night with no time limit, no weight division, no gloves, no rules. You know what? No, no, there's one better than that. Okay. Fighting chemo on UFC three, really? three two hundred and fifty pounds. Um, actually, hold on, no, not chemo. Forget it. Then Severn. On the finals, 265, all-American wrestler, uh -huh. beat everybody like there was nothing until he ran into me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, there's one better than that. Hold on. <laughs> Sakuraba. Who? An hour, and f- an hour and a half with Sakuraba oh, in Japan. Six rounds of 15 minutes. No, hold on. There's one better than this. <laughs> um, Akibono. Six foot eight, 490 pounds. <laughs> I, this yeah. is why you're the greatest, it's hard, it's hard really. It's hard to pick one, man. It's hard to pick one. <laughs> this is why you're the GOAT. Um, besides besides family members, no family members included, uh, who's one or two fighters today that you love to watch? Okay. I like to watch the champions. Mm-hmm. All of them. Why? Because they use strategy. Sometimes they make the look, the fight goes fast. It's a 30-second, one-punch knockout. But there was a lot of preparation to make the guy, the opponent, step that way so he can land that punch. So he's not just, oh, he just threw a punch and landed. No. There was a lot of preparation to make the opponent. So the champions, they use a lot of strategy. They don't just come in to plant their feet and try to took it out and be a bloody mess fight. No. They use a lot of strategy. Sometimes it goes all five rounds. Sometimes it goes in 30 seconds. But there's a lot of planning, Mm -hmm. a lot of strategy for the champions. Okay. I know I only have you for two more minutes. So what's the current fighter right now that in your prime you wish you could fight? Mm. Well, a fight that never happened was Mike Tyson. Tell me about that because you know what? Uh, Last night I had on Teddy Atlas, who was Mike's old trainer. So tell me about the Teddy uh, the Gracie Tyson fight. What was this all about? I guess Mike Tyson accepted the fight. He wanted to do it, but the athletic commission, the, the boxing commission said, no, you can't. They stopped him from doing it. Wow. But he accepted. And when was this? He wanted to do it. He wanted to try it out. But the people around him said, no, I guess if he lost, it would be, a, it would be the end of boxing at the time. And, and Hoist, when was this? That was, um, I think, 93, 94. Wow. When they invited Imagine him for, that. To participate on the, on the UFC. And did you ever meet up with him? Did you ever talk to him about it? Oh, yeah. Come on, really? He's awesome. Oh, that is... Fa- He's awesome. Man. That's fascinating. Like, man, I'm glad I didn't do it because you would have taken me down. <laughs> I was like, hey, but if you would have hit me, your hand would go through my chest. So. <laughs> you have... I can't afford to take a punch. You cannot afford me taking you down, but I could afford to take a punch. If your punch, if Mike Tyson's punch go near my head, you'll probably knock me out. <laughs> he didn't even have to land. Just the wind would have knocked me out. <laughs> oh, that is an awesome story. Have you kept any memorabilia or collected any memorabilia throughout your history fighting? Like, have you saved stuff? All of them. Oh, really? I like that. I, I, I love when people appreciate how awesome some of that stuff is. Oh, my geese and belts and, yep. How about this one? You and All I are... geese that I fought on. I got one. I ask this question everyone, Hoist. You and I are at a bar. We're hanging out. Who's the coolest person besides me in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you right back? Hmm. My kids. I text them. They reply right away. <laughs> They'll reply right back to dad? <laughs> if, they, if they don't reply, something's wrong. <laughs> Listen, you gave me 20 minutes. You're a man of your word. I appreciate this. I've been dying to have you on just to talk. Speaking to legends like this, it's humbling. I have so many athletes and authors, celebrities on. You're really the GOAT. You're the I know it's your father, your grand, all that stuff, but you're one of the reasons it's so mainstream, and to speak to you is such an honor. Now, I have one question for you. 
if I go on the website and I buy a gi or a shirt, I send it out to you. Will you sign it so I can hang it up here in the studio? Of course. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm holding you to that, okay? Done. <laughs> send it to me. I'll I'll get it back to you, man. No problem. Good luck in Bellator. Good luck to your <laughs> son, your nephew, every Gracie that's fighting. Good luck to everyone, Hoist. And don't forget to watch uh, Bellator this coming weekend, um, Saturday, April 27th. And remember, Rory McDonald mm -hmm. and John Fitch. That's the main event. And yeah, we'll, we'll plug it one. a lot. And when it comes to New York, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more. We'll, we'll plug the crap out of it when it comes here, okay? In New York, I'm going to have two cousins fighting on that card, yes. Well, I'm telling so. you, no, we have each other's phone number now. Before it comes on, we'll plug the hell out of that show. I'm serious, okay? Yeah, that's uh, Machida Chelsana. That's uh -huh. another good fight right there, too. To the two guys, man, they're legends, man. So, yep, that's what I'm talking about. Bellator, they match them up mm -hmm. evenly. They're not young guys starting. You see, they've been there, paid their dues. So, about the same age. Yep. Well, that's exactly going to be a good fight. You can't ask for anything else. On in New York. Yes, sir. Hoist, it's an absolute honor, my friend. I'll keep in touch with you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Bye bye. See you later, brother. Bye.